The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. This is a good match between Kushida and Walter. Time to get in the ring with DJ D. Cruz and somebody that's already interrupting me. Be smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I am uh, making sure that I am I'm catching up on all the stuff that's happened during the week. I'm on the NXT cake right now. Uh, things are good. He was on the uh, the Sports Blitz on Line 90.7 FM. Yes, I was. Uh, this, the last two Thursdays. So. Yes, yeah, earlier this afternoon. I yep. host the Thursday shows. Uh, we talk a whole lot of sports there. That's kind of what we do there. Things go things go haywire after that. Uh, obviously, keeping up on the football game. The Patriots are first and goal at the one. They're actually tied at 14. I can't believe they're tied at 14 with the Giants. But, yes, it's a it's, it's a good night. It's a good night for, for fall stuff. As uh, that seems, that tends to be the norm. That tends to be the norm. And we have a lot. <laughs> There's a lot happening. To cover on this decision of getting the ring. And We've got Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. First SmackDown. We've got. Yep. We have NWA Power. Um. The NWA debuted their YouTube show this past week, so I watched that as well. AEW, Dynamite and Dark, um, their other YouTube show where they're showing dark matches from from their tapings. Which I think is a pretty cool. That's a pretty cool way to do that to get more more attention towards people who don't always get the kind of shine. On the main shows, so I think it's actually not a bad idea for AEW. Have a major New Japan show on major New Japan show on Monday as well. We need to preview King of Pro Wrestling. So, and I will be at AEW next week, baby. Mm. Okay, okay. I didn't drop that on you before we record. I was like. Should I drop it on the show? I was like, yeah, I'm, I think you know, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you went to the show. I'm glad, you, yeah, because you, you talked about it. Because I know you were you talked about how tickets were, were flowing, and all of a sudden, boom! Okay, you, you got you got the you got the tickets. Like this, like like for Philly, they were like dirt cheap. Like, Word, like okay. Six bucks on StubHub. Let me do the nice. StubHub right now. But we got a little more expensive tickets, me and my cousin, um, because we wanted to sit closer. We're on. We're going to be on the hard cam side. So okay, nice. So, so look out for D Cooks uh, on the hard cam set side of AEW. Yo, did you hear this? There was I heard it was a story that Kevin Dunn was at the first uh, AEW Dynamite and. and WWE promptly banned him. Was that, is that that actually happened? I don't like know. I, I, like, I, like I heard some story about that. 
Yeah, I heard like Kevin Dunn was at the first AEW uh, live show, and then and apparently like somebody got a hold of it and, and they and snatched right. it and they snatched the band him. This the uh the uh got celebrities that were on the first show, Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Mm. What, are you, what are you talking about? Like WWE's executive producer Kevin Dunn? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I heard something some story. Yeah, somebody said some story that he was actually at the AEW show. And they sna- and like WWE snapped or something. Let me see. I, I, I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know if that's actually true, but like if somebody was snapping. Uh, no. he, he was at. I don't, I don't think he actually was, but somebody was snapping about that. No. Ooh, good powerbomb. So switched over to AEW. Oh, what happened was Kevin. There was a Kevin Smith from like Jay and Silent Bob and Jason Mewes. Yeah, no, I heard. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Um. They they were asked to be on the first match, and they went to AEW, and then WWE mm-hmm. called them and said, "Yeah, we don't want you on our show now." Okay, so all right, so it's Kevin. All right, fine. It was the wrong Kevin. It's Kevin Smith. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so it's not done. It was Kevin Smith. Fair enough. All right, cool. So uh, let's get into it. Ooh, a good kick by uh. uh I guess this is Prime Park versus. Again with the ratings bloodbath. Um, well, from the first show. Yeah, we might as well do it from the first show and then jump into the first SmackDown and then Hell in a Cell. SmackDown, Hell in a Cell. But AEW did be NXT the last few weeks, so we'll, we'll get into that later on in the show. But we're doing things in chronological order. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started off with Becky Lynch and The Rock and King Corbin. Yes. As Becky Lynch effectively kicked off, well, obviously Stephanie and Vince did their thing to kind of say, welcome to SmackDown on Fox, that kind of stuff. But the first real thing that happened was Becky. And love the SmackDown set. The SmackDown set is fire. And love the, and the pyros back on both Raw and SmackDown. Love that. I mean, that, that's, that's pretty cool. And then Becky does her thing. Corbin comes in. Obviously, Corbin gets all the booze. And then Rock and Becky basically own Corbin, and the two hilarious was oh, okay. That that's inspired. I heard Karana the Cutter. I was watching the AEW stuff now. Uh, the uh, oh, this match was dope. Private Party in the Bucks. Yeah. That so was- this match was dope. Anyway, the uh, yeah. So Rock and Corbin, uh, Rock and Becky absolutely own Corbin. It's hilarious. Okay. With broke ass Burger King on crack. That was good. And then the super tough dude, and then Becky, and then Rock turns into FPD, which was, which that that was pretty savage. That was pretty savage of Rock to do that to him. And but now Cor- Corbin gets owned by Becky physically, and the people's elbow, and all all that happened. So highly, uh, an opener that popped for SmackDown, it made a lot of sense. To pop like that on SmackDown, so that was good stuff there. Then we had Charlotte and Becky Lynch defeating Bailey and Sasha Banks. Solid match. Uh, solid match. First match on SmackDown to open. Good stuff between the four of them. Ultimately, it led to Becky to Charlotte making 
Bailey tap out to the figure eight and obviously led to hell on his hell stuff. We'll see in a little bit. We'll talk about it in a little bit. And I'll be raging at the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> I know. I know. Yes, yeah, uh, we got Shinsuke versus uh, the next thing was what? Shinsuke Seth? Yeah, well, we got next. Well, uh, yeah. Speaking of the Firefly Funhouse. Okay. House. Yikes. <laughs> you saw, did you see the photo of these pocket decks just laughing at the Firefly Funhouse? Did you see you that? Got, yeah. That's ugly. Not good. Not good. No. Not good at all. Like, everyone is absolutely dumping on Bray and Seth. We'll get to why. Freaking should. Man, that was. There's, there's a lot of bad that happened. Not a lot of good happened from uh, their main event. We'll get to all this what happened there. But obviously, uh, Bray jumped. Huh? We'll get to that. But Bray obviously dumped on a. Basically interfered in the match with, with, with Shinsuke and Seth with another mandible claw. As that continued, uh, as we went through, we rolled, keep rolling on SmackDown. Let's see. Next on the totem pole was the... There wasn't okay. Shane and Kevin, was it? Yeah, it was, okay, Shane and Kevin. Match is actually not bad. Good way to end it. One thing about Shane McMahon rivalries, they may be cringeworthy at times, but they usually end fairly well. Sans Miz in the cage. That, that was bad. But uh, the rivalries usually end with a pop. And ultimately, it was Kevin Owens just being too big, too strong for Shane. Shane got all his stuff in. But ultimately, it was uh, Kevin Owens doing his thing with the powerbomb through a ladder. And ultimately, Kevin getting the briefcase, securing his place and ending Shane's, and then leaving him with a stunner to finish the deal. So... Ultimately, we, Kevin Owens ends the rivalry once and for all with Shane. Then we had the point of Braun um, and Heavy Machinery defeating AJ Styles, Robert Dolph Ziggler, and Randy Orton in 245. Um, right. And the Dolph. But that's not the big story here. The big story is Tyson Fury. It's Tyson Fury wants heat with Strowman. As a Strowman kind of threw Ziggler into Fury, this led to stuff that happened on Raw. We will certainly get into that and all the stuff that's coming from there. But yes, that, that was really the match was secondary to what happened after afterwards. So yeah. that's, we'll, we'll, we'll get to all that later. Yeah, uh, 24-7 champion. That was a thing. Who was uh, 24-7? Marshmallow. Yes, yes, yes. Marshmallow held it for a, for a couple minutes, and then Carmella got it back. So as as Carmella, the twenty four seven title continues and to do what it does. Lineage of the twenty four seven championship, we have Ennis Cantor. Yep, the host of Fox Big Noon Sunday. Mm-hmm. We've got we got Marshmallow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. He he won the he won the twenty four seven. Obviously, Marshmallow. Uh, Glenn Jacobs, not, not not even Kane for him. Glenn Jacobs won the twenty four seven title. Yeah, and then we've got our truth got twenty reigns as champion, and or really not, I guess twenty one now. Here about this fucking title. <laughs> Who's that? 
This title's for comedy. I don't think no one, no one should ever take this title seriously. This title's for comedy. No, but it's like geeks. <laughs> geeks. No one, it, uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I honestly don't even care if it's a geek or not. I honestly don't even care. I just just let the title be for fun, for, for comedy. Let it be the comic relief. I, I, I don't even, like, I'm not even concerned, like, if it was geeks or whatever. I'm, taking, I'm not even taking it seriously. Okay. I don't, I don't take that title seriously. It's just funny. It's just, it's just let it be funny. Not that funny. It's, it's like it's funny. over and over again. I think it's too much, Archer. I I like like to see what other people could do with the title. I get it. Archer is gold with the championship, and like Truth and Carmella, that they're gold with the title. But I, I'd rather see other. I, I do want to see other people hold it and be funny. Reigns and Eric Rowan. A decent lumberjack match, obviously building to what they did at Hell in a Cell. We got some Harper involvement. We got some Daniel Bryan involvement. Uh, Reigns gets it done ultimately, but it was a good match all in all. And in the end, uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman shook hands and led off to a Hell in a Cell match, which was actually pretty good. So we'll get to that later. Kobe Kingston and Brock Lesnar. Ten seconds. I hated this. I get it. Brock's going to win. Fine. But to the, the, do that to Kofi, I thought was pretty bad. I, I, I hated this idea. I just no squat Kofi like that. Kofi's title reign was a failure. No problem. No problem with it at all. But Brock winning? Fine. Cool. But I don't like squat. I don't like squashing him. I, uh, I don't like squash. Because that's what. No, no one in their right minds would think Kofi is going to beat Brock. Like so. Yeah. No, that's- no, Kobe was going to be brought. But at least that Kobe could do something other than jump into his arms. That, that's, that, 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 I, don't, I don't like that at all. I, I didn't like it. But, obviously, but that's become secondary because of what happened after the match. As Kane Velasquez, who's been rumored to go to either WWE or go to AEW, it seems like he chose the former because he, he, got, he wants all the heat with Brock Lesnar. And came for Brock with Rey Mysterio by his side, as was able to elaborate on Raw. Kane his family to the Mysterios, so he basically got Mysterio. Happy birthday, Eddie Guerrero. Speaking of family to the Mysterios, happy birthday, Eddie Guerrero. Rest in peace. Uh, he, he wants all the heat with Brock, and as we know, Lesnar's run in UFC effectively came to an end when Kane Velasquez gave him that work. So. Needless to say, what, what did Kane do when he first saw Brock? He gave Brock that word. Lesnar was covering up and trying to shield himself from the beating that he was taking. Dean Ambrose and John Moxley in tights? What is going on here? But, but yes, uh, Velasquez gave Lesnar that word. Lesnar got the title, but he also caught a beating in the process. And now we get to Hell in a Cell. Ugh. Which was an okay. <laughs> But the it started fine. The it started perfectly fine. You're, so yet, Cell had three main events, as we know: the two cell matches and Reigns and Brian versus effectively the Bludgeon Brothers. The first match was Becky and Sasha. Very good, a really good match. Oh yeah, from start was- to finish, they were creative. 
they, they were creative from this from the jump. They did new stuff we hadn't seen inside Hell in a Cell. The, the, stacking Sasha up on, on one of the corners of the cells with the chair and, and doing a drop kick. I thought that was dope. I like they, they did a whole lot of creative stuff we hadn't seen. I love that. That was awesome. And I think Becky may have had the first submission for the side Hell in a Cell with the disarmor. So that was also a bit of a tidbit there. Great okay, match. Stars and this still is the worst worst show of the year contender because of what happened at that's the pretty, end. That's but, pretty bad. But even even worse than Crown Jewel. This Crown Jewel sucked. Crown Jewel sucked. Oh, it's not worse than Crown Jewel. I'm just saying it's a worst show of the year contender. <laughs> that's fair. It's, it's, it's only fair because you had that class. You had that classic between Sasha and Becky, and then the second match, this the other main event. Of Reigns and Bryan versus the versus the Bludgeons, and I'm glad it was made no, no DQ. I thought that was perfectly or basically a tornado match. I'm perfectly fine with it. I thought it was cool. They they did their thing. It was it was a quality match, and ultimately it was Reigns who gets it done uh, with with a knee and a spear as they pinned Harper. Good, very good match. That was that worked. That was good, two in a row. So you're Hell in a Cell off to a good start. Then a lot of blah. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. A lot of blah. Randy, Randy uh, Orton said uh, Ali via pin. It, but that Garth, was okay. Garth, that was okay. Yeah, that was yeah, that, Orton, Orton Ali was alright. So I'll, I'll let yeah, I'll give you two a pass. You two are fine. Plus Ali's the RKO was fire. Oh, Alexa Bliss and Nicky Cross the pass. Yeah, but that was fine. They were respectful tag team champions, uh, Alexa and Nikki. By the way, did you know that was a heel turn for the yes. Kabuki Warriors? But once I, they and they kind of acted like it to some degree uh, during the match, but it wasn't it wasn't overt until Oscar did the mist, until Oscar did the Sajiri deal. It was it really wasn't like obvious until he did until she did that. Yeah, because I but didn't they, know they did act, but they did act like heels during the match. So you can you can kind of tell, but we didn't get to the we didn't get to the point until Oscar did the mist, and then kicked and then kicked Nikki in the head to win the match and the title. The first shitty DQ match, DQ finish of the night. Why did this have to end in a DQ? This was dumb. This was just a dumb ending. Now we got to, now we got a Nyquil moment though. That was good. When AJ got caught a Nyquil from Strowman. Obviously, a nod to, to get the, the Fury stuff, but we did get a Nyquil moment out of it, so it wasn't a complete total loss, even though the idea was a terrible idea to have the men in this qualification. Then, uh, with, uh, with, where is it? The fact that they're calling him Shorty, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh my god. That was so the match itself, That match was fine. The fact that we're really running with this whole Shorty thing is dumb. Uh, I can't believe Greg Hamilton did that. That was that was dumb. The match itself was actually fine between Corbin and Gable. I, I'll I'll tolerate it. And, and Gable needed to win that match, and I'm glad I'm glad he did. And then Corbin Bailey with the beat down to keep it going. Bailey versus Charlotte. Uh, I knew I knew it was coming that Bailey was going to lose, but I, I I still don't like it. Uh, that the, the, after all that Bailey did to win a class of champions, that there was like there was no shenanigans. For Bailey to keep the title, uh, I'm a little disappointed in that. But uh, but Charlotte wins, and that's title reign number ten for Charlotte. 
obviously she's going to carry the women's division on SmackDown, as you as you can see coming. And then we get to whatever that was to end the show, the Hell in a Cell. Uh, what the hell was that? <laughs> what the hell was that? It was horrendous. It was stupid. It was shitty. It was inept. Whoever approved this shit, and they're not even doing the Seth Rollins Brock Lesnar rematch. They're going to do a good versus um Seth match at Survivor Series. They're going to do who and Seth? Fiend again. Give me a conclusive winner. I, I'll accept it. Um, that yeah, was dumb how they, how they played that off. You're gonna just gonna do. I get Seth Rollins as your like face. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it at all. Nope. And then a fucking disqualification finish in a Hell in a Cell match, the second of which in two years. <laughs> Come on, you're killing your own gimmick. You're killing what? You're killing what's become an iconic gimmick in WWE. Okay, there's a lot of ways to there's a lot of ways to talk about this. Personally, I think the what, what the match should have been was Seth trying to do everything he can to start to start the match, and then Bray destroy him. And Bray, Bray basically ripped his head off and win the match. It should have been five to ten minutes of, of Bray basically ripping his head off and then finishing the deal, demandable call, putting Seth to sleep. That's what this should have been. And up until... And I can even tolerate a lot of the match until we got to the, the stop party that Seth went on. Up until that point, I could have, I tolerated a lot of this match. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine up, uh, up until that point. Well, I didn't think it was fine. I thought Once was- we got there... Once, once we got to the stop party, I thought mm, you did. You're doing too much. You're doing too much. I thought they were doing. They did way. They tried way too hard. It did way too much, and most of it was way too useless. And even even the uh, attack by Bray after they rung the bell was kind of pointless to me. I mean, yeah, you're gonna do that because you're gonna keep Bray strong. But you did damage because you didn't have Bray win the match. You have an incredibly over gimmick that you built and have manicured and have made sure that it was hot for months. And the fact that you don't get the payoff at a golden opportunity to do it, that's a bad look, WWE. You got to go hard. You got to do better than that. So that's why I'm critical of the match. You had a golden opportunity to capitalize on a gimmick that's actually working and people actually love to see. And you don't cash in. Bad look. You got to cash in on those WWE. You had a golden opportunity to do it, and you didn't do it. I don't like it. I just think the game is stupid. And they did damage that was unnecessary to it. I think that, that that's that's the, the you had to keep a simple situation, and you didn't keep it simple. You overcomplicated the WWE. You had to go harder than that. You got to do better. Got to be better there. So Ross thought it was interesting with the joint in progress segment as Orton and, Orton and Corbin are beating down on Rusev and then mm-hmm. actually saves. Lastly and Lana are in Rusev's bed. Lana claims that 
the joint accounts are basically Lana's now. Rusev finally snaps, which was great, and wilds out on Corbin and Orton. That's fine. Perfectly cool. Then we had the last woman standing match, which was okay. Yes. And probably a necessary end to a, to a decent rivalry between Lacey and Natty. I do wonder what happens with Lacey. I, th- I still think they're grooming her to be a champion. It's just a matter of where and which woman she goes after, whether it's Charlotte or whether... I guess now that Charlotte's back to being a face, I'd imagine they're going to have her go after Charlotte. But we'll, 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 we'll see how that goes. Good ending, um, though. And then we had Ziggler and Robert Roode versus the Viking Raiders. This was a good match. I, I think, I, like, I, like I said before the show, Ziggler and Roode have been pretty good as a team. They put on some good matches. They had a good match with Heavy Machinery last week, and, and that, that way they retained their titles. Another good match this time, but this time, Viking Raiders get it done. Viking Raiders win the match, and they're, they're coming after uh, Roode and Ziggler for the tag titles very soon. Good match. Alistair Black versus the same. This was an ass beating. That <laughs> definitely was. He kicked one. He immediately hit one of them a black mass, and then he did a submission to the, to the other one and made him tap. So this is basically a squash one with things. The OC versus the Lucha House Party. You would expect the OC to handle it, and they did. You would expect to do the, them to do the damage that they did after the match, and they did. The Super Styles clashed the two of them. To a grandma the leak there, which was, which was quality, it's quality. Then we have Miss TV. Miss TV leading to the obvious tension between Charlotte and Becky, and leading to the Kabuki Warriors storming the ring. And Becky obviously still wants more heat with Oscar, which I think is great. I like to see them run it back too. And it led to a pretty decent tag match between the four of them. But ultimately, it was Green Mist by Oscar, and it was Kyrie Sane getting the pin on Becky. To, to keep things pushing. So, all in all, good match uh, between the four of them. And then, obviously, Alexa and Nikki wants heat with the Kabuki Warriors after how they won the titles from them the previous evening. So, good to keep that going. And a pretty good match all in all by all parties involved. Ricochet versus Apollo Crews. Decent. I wish, it, I wish it got more time or at least got more shine. Or I, I think I wish it actually just did more with it. But I think it, it's a good... Uh, I think that could be either a good team or a good rivalry with between the two of them. And good then, one. But this is clearly what the night was about. This is clearly about those two guys and their confrontation. I love that Strowman got the verbal jab in about the Wilder, how Wilder gave him that work and only and Fury escaped by, by not actually losing the match. But uh, this led they, they came to blows as both parties tried to jump in and try to and try to get at each other, and ultimately in the Nyquil, that the, the, that Fury gave Strom gave uh, Cesaro uh, after the coming off the air. So a decent brawl. It's, it seems like it's obviously something for Super Showdown. It's only a matter. Of, and actually, matter of fact, there's going to be an announcement at T-Mobile Arena tomorrow uh, about how that's going to go. Probably how that's going to go down uh, between Strowman and Dante Wilder, and maybe even something with Brock and Cain Velasquez. I'd imagine uh, that they're going to have some stuff go down with those four parties at, at Super Showdown. Then we have AEW, um, which was from last week's tapings, and, and they're going to do this on Tuesdays on YouTube at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, where, and you can watch it on demand at any time, where they tape their dark match, basically, which is interesting. 
Shima and Darby Allen. Darby Allen defeats Shima um, with pretty good energetic opener. Um, and Allen winning over a legend. Best friend from Private Party versus Luke Brothers, Calico and Jack Evans. Uh, good spot fest. Um, double stomp pack power driver finishes all the time. And we'll get to Private Party a little later on into the show. E. Priestley and Penelope Ford versus Alley and Faker. Alley and Faker won with the with the um Faker hitting a net breaker and then a cross race. Then we have SCU versus Jurassic Express. Um, um, guy and um, has to hit a double peak backstabber to finish all the Then we had um, SWA Power. Really good stuff here. It was a TV show. Like, mm. you feel of the old Sector 5? Okay. Um, like, that works. So, it's Joe Golly and Jim Cornette are the commentary team. And Dave Dawson versus Billy Buck and uh, a decent squash there for Zane and Dave Austin. Eli Drake versus Caleb Conley. Eli Drake um, beats Conley with the, the gravy train. Um, champion size versus Gangway and Finn. Championship. Champion size and Adamer with the Power bomb, Dragon. Um, Eddie Kingston would arrive after championship. He set calls Blackmore's brain. Champions. Oh, my bad. I'm losing track of shit. <laughs> so much has happened. So much has happened. Um, but I think it caused a promo on the champions and bottom up. And then there was a brawl um, between Eddie Kingston and Homicide. Then James Storm versus Josephus. Super kick and Tim Storm for the NWA championship. Um, this was set up by a promo at the beginning by Nick Aldis and Tim Storm. <clears throat> well, pretty good stuff. It's easy to watch. Um, but all this to be Storm. Um, uh, so, it was a pretty good going for professional wrestling. So. Before we were on the NXT. So, NXT got popping with a WWE Cruiserweight Championship, well, NXT Cruiserweight Championship now, uh, between Leo Rush and Drew Gulak. 
a good match. A good way to open the show. We saw pretty much both styles kind of be thrown in there. We saw the, the textile of Gulak, the physical textile of Drew Gulak, and we saw the aerial wizardry and the speed of Leo Rush. Ultimately, it was Gulak trying to go to Rush's game, which is the top rope, and Gulak tried a superplex. It just did not work. Rush did a final hour and then thought one wasn't enough. I got to hit a second. He did. Rush pins Gulak, wins the uh, now NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Gulak respectfully handed the title over to Leo Rush afterward. But it was a good match, a good way to open the show as as Rush is Cruiserweight Champion. Rhea Ripley kicked Aaliyah's ass. Nothing to see here. Tyler Breeze and Fandango versus Steve Cutler and Wesley Brick. Steve Cutler and Wesley Brick defeats Breezango. You there? Hello? Oh yeah, I could. Yeah, you kind of broke. You kind of broke up there. You were oh. talking about the uh, the NXT. You were talking about the uh, the the match with the box, or where, where were you? Where were you going? You kind of broke up there. I was going. I was going. Rhea Ripley kicked Aaliyah's ass. Yes, no, she did. She absolutely did. Uh, I love the submission that she did too, where she basically trapped Aaliyah and then spun her around, uh, making her kind of disoriented, and so Aaliyah had no choice but to tap. But it's clear that Rhea Ripley made her intentions known. She wants more heat with Shayna Baszler, and I'm all for it. I think that would be a, a very good fight between the two of them. But it was a beating. Quick and, pain, quick and painful. Three minutes. Yep, uh, it was clockwork for... Basically, what happened was Forgotten Sons jumped what would have been the actual opponents for Brazango and inserted themselves into the match instead. And then Jackson Riker being a little bit of the difference, but Forgotten Sons get it done and handle Brazongo. There was a uh, Keith Lee promo. Yep, as um, we're going to get, we're going to get, yeah, there were several promos during the night, one of them being that one, the uh, the return of Tegan Knox next week. And uh, it's good Priest. to see her come back. Yeah, and then, yeah, Damian Priest versus Pete Dunn. That, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that. I think that'll be a pretty good match. So I'm, I'm all for that match, too. Plus, of the, the... Cameron Grimes defeated Boa. And what was a relatively quick match, Grimes gets it done, and then Killian Dane basically lays waste to Boa after the proceedings. So it, it got very violent very fast. Uh, poor, a very bad night for Boa. Scott, I'm so used to calling him Shane Swerve Strickland. Swerve Scott with the good match. Very, probably the best match on the card for NXT this week. Very good match. Again, Swerve Scott's entrance music is straight. It's absolute fire. I, I, I'm very happy that somebody put, people put it out on YouTube, and I, I will be uh, jamming out to that real soon. That entrance is fire. This match was good. This match was really good, too. Uh, Ronnie wins clean with the end of heartache. A little bit of uh, end of undisputed there at ringside at the entrance way, but they didn't really do anything. So good match, good clean match. Roddy gets it done with the end of heartache, and they cut a promo. Was the Velveteen Dream getting involved? 
and basically Roddy Strong, you should you should have known better. He put he put the, the the picture out on Twitter after he won the North American Championship of himself in the nude with the title covering up his nether regions. And Velveteen Dream got a hold of it, and Roddy got Roddy snap. And Roddy, that's your fault. You you put it out there. You put it out there for everybody to see. You should have known that was going to be live bait. And he did, and, and Velveteen took it and, and, and took it and ran. And then Chapa, who's made his intentions known, he's coming back for Goldie, the goalie that he never lost, which has got Cole a little shook. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes as we see the two singles titles. The targets are set. Velveteen, and it's confirmed, Velveteen will face Roddy in two weeks as they run it back for the North American Championship. Another match that's coming, and obviously the continuation of my favorite rivalry in NXT this year, Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic, round four. They are one, one, and one. And a rivalry I'd love to see keep going, but I think this will be the culmination of it coming up next week. And then we have Bianca Belair and Dakota Kai. Good match. Bianca and Dakota, two, two solid contenders for Santa's Women's Championship. A good match between the two, but ultimately Bianca was a little bit too strong and a little bit too much for the not quite new returning Dakota Kai, but she's came back last week or so. But uh, Dakota's basically back and good to see Dakota do her thing. And but ultimately, Bianca was just a little bit too, be- too good. And obviously, Bianca made her intentions known. She still wants more heat with Shayna. I think of all of Shayna's challengers, I think Bianca probably had the best match. I would say Bianca, except for Ky- except for the Kyrie Sane stuff, I'd probably say that uh, Bianca had the best matches with Shayna of all of Shayna's challenges in, in this year run that Shayna's had with the title. And then, and then uh, Walter defeats Kushida. A good match between Walter and Kushida. Solid match. Probably the second best on the card of uh, NXT this week. NXT didn't have a bad match on the card, let's just say. Uh, a bad match that was actually a true match. But ultimately, uh, Walter was just too strong. It was just, it was just too big and too dominant for Kushida. So Walter gets it done and beats Kushida up and beats Kushida down. Solid NXT. Now we go to AEW. Now they were in Boston, I do believe. Yes, they were. Uh, Jim Ross and Excalibur and Tony Giovanni on commentary. And we start off hot with the Unbucked and the Private Party. This was dope. I got a chance to see some stuff from this. This was dope. I, I, I enjoyed this match. I really did enjoy this match. I'll go back and watch it in full later, but this was dope. This was a very good match. And Private Party getting the win, too. That was a bit of an upset. This was very good, and they're officially made men. Yes. Then we had a Jericho promo. We had a Ortiz, Um, they're known mm. as the Inner Circle. Um, and they tried doing We the People chants, and Jericho says that was a bad idea by bad creative. <laughs> Yo, Jericho is not. Not been shy about taking shots at WWE every chance he gets. You see the shots that he took after Hell himself? Yes. He has not been shy at all about taking shots at WWE. Cool. 
Then we had Jericho take Cody from the top of the chin and his family, and, and he called Dusty a jerk and Dusty a moron. And if oh, he, yeah. it's, it's good and classic stuff going on there. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. A little bit. So then we had Jimmy Havoc and Darby Allen. Darby Allen would win in ten minutes with a coffin drop. Pretty good match. Three stars. It, was, it looked like it was. It looked like it was a pretty good way to, to continue to try to continue the flow from um, AEW. Continue continue the flow from it. So I like it. It was good stuff. Good stuff there. And Darby Allen gets a shot for the title next week. In Philly. Good. Um, That'll be interesting. Darby Allen versus Jericho. That'll be interesting. Darby Allen's going to kill himself, but <laughs> we all. He is, yeah, yeah, yes, he is. Then we had uh, Britt Breaker and Riho defeat E. Priestley and Emi Sakura. Um, Baker hits the net breaker into the crossways, and the man will fall for the win. A little bit of stuff afterward, but a decent match. Match is not all right. Yes. We got a best best friend's video package. Um, They're in the crowd, and they get interviews. They take FDU in the tag tournament. Yeah, it's weird. Orange Cassidy is there. Mm -hmm. He gives a thumbs up, lights out, and it's Spears time. John Moxley gives on Spears. The uh, fact that Moxley was in tights absolutely threw me off. The match itself was pretty good, though. Um, Moxley um, hit the Death Rider and gets his first one in AEW. Mm-hmm. Then we had Chris Jericho versus and Sammy Guevara versus Dustin Rhodes and Hangman Cave. Um, um, he sets up for Shattered Dream. Dustin sets up for Shattered Dream, and he snap slams Guevara and Hager attacks behind the rest bag as Guevara held the rest down, and then there was a big beatdown afterward between the inner circle. But then MJF saves the day, and Darby Allen saves the day. MJF didn't turn heel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turn completely here. Right. But he has this dynamic. He hasn't, he hasn't joined the dark. He hasn't joined the dark. So he hasn't portrayed the Rose family yet. No. Because no. Kowski misses a field goal. It hits the upright. It's not Kowski. It's Mike. Yeah, it's, the kick was still missed. That's right. Kowski's off of the year. It is legit. But yeah, he, the kick was still missed. And we have um, Darby Allen rode out on a skateboard and attacked Jericho. That was a cool visual. <laughs> hey, but, he's a former skateboarder. I, I, I like it. But AEW did but 1,018,000 viewers on TNT and an additional 100,000 on And I think part of that is because AEW had such a good first show. B, 
the groundswell that was coming from all the Hell in a Cell stuff, I think absolutely helped. All the AEW chants, all the buzz that, that was generated from that, how Jericho and, and Cody are kind of taking that and running their own different ways. Cody being diplomatic, Jericho being the opposite of that. Uh, I think that that's really played a huge factor as to why they were able to do what they did and get those numbers up. So I think for AEW, just keep it going. Now you're you're clearly running the winnings ratings war. You're two and over in that. Just keep it going, boys. Yeah, NXT was uh had um seven had uh seven hundred ninety thousand viewers. And so they lost they lost about fifty thousand viewers or yeah. so. They lost a hundred thousand viewers. A hundred thousand, yeah. So there you go. Like the, I, they it a, feels like they had a point one percent in a. 0.1% drop in the uh, demo ratings as well for the 18 to 49 demo. Now, part of that could have been, okay, there were two game fives in the play, in the baseball playoffs. A lot of hockey was on. Actually, only three games on hockey, but one of them being the Flyers, so that's going to take some – they're a national draw. So that could have been part of it, but ultimately, yeah, to lose that decisively again – uh, NXT, you've been very good, but you got to keep your step your game up, boys. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. finally, we have New Japan's King of Pro Wrestling next Monday. Um, next Monday in Japan, here we have Rise Kate Taguchi and Rapunky 3K versus Suzuki. Of uh, El Desperado, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, what am I saying? And Doki, Doki's back. Mm. What do you think's gonna be? Uh... I will go. I mean, with Doki returning, I think they're, they're gonna they're gonna do something good with Doki in this match. I think Doki's team will win. Suzuki gun. Okay. Suzuki gun, yes. Hiroshi Tanahashi and Hamaki Hanma versus the most violent players of Togi Makabe and Toriyano. And this is Tanahashi's 20th anniversary match. I'd have to say Tanahashi's team will win. In part because of that. There will be some shenanigans because Yano, but I think uh, Tanahashi's team will still win. Yes, and then we have L.I.J., Wilson Gobernables de Apon, Tetsuya Naito, Shingo Takagi, and Bushi versus Suzuki Goon of Zack Sabre Jr., Lance Archer, and Taichi. And I think Suzuki Goon is going to win this match, and it's going to set up Zack versus Naito for the fourth spot in the, uh, in the, uh, mm. Because they're setting up this, like, tournament for Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Where, like, the IC title, they're going to unify the belts. What, the IC and... The IWGP. Oh, the world title. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. That's, that's mm. probably going to be, so... Mm. So, what, uh, the second the second biggest title will then be the, the, the U.S. or Never Open Weight? Never Open Weight. That'd be the second, that'd be the secondary, okay. They're not going to unify them, but they're going to um, have a double champion. Have a double champion, yes. 
Fair enough. So, so basically, their way of saying, say Okada has both titles. Okay, their way of saying Okada loses, but not lose, not lose the world title. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Then we have Kenny Rookie Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, and Yoshihashi versus Bullet Club of Jay White, Kenta, and Yujiro Takahashi. I'll go with I'll go with Bullet Club's team. I'll go Chaos here. Okay. So go to Yujiro is obviously the pin eater here. Goto will pin Yujiro and set up the uh, Goto White match for mm. Power Struggle. Then we have the big rivalry, Jushin Liger versus Minoru Suzuki. Liger yeah, I'm going to go Liger, too. Osprey Phantasma. El Phantasma. Should be fun, but I'm going to go Will. I'll, I'll go Young Will, too. Um, I think... I think if anybody can beat him, it's El Fantasma, but but it it seems like Will Osprey has been on a roll lately, and he'll have another fantastic match, which is basically the norm for Will. Basically, the norm, yeah, yeah. He's my wrestler of the year right now. I would agree with that particular statement. John Moxley versus Juice Robinson. No disqualification for the IWGP United States. I have to think that Robinson's going to get it. I don't know if it's going to be now. I think I Moxley keeps it for a little bit longer. I think he keeps it to Wrestle Kingdom. I think Moxley wants to wrestle at the Dome. Moxley. Mm. Um, Kota Ibushi versus Evil. This is for the... I- First of all, the Tokyo Dome IWGP Heavyweight Championship Challenge right certificate. I think the Bushi went. Yeah, I think Bushi keeps it. I, I see no reason why he shouldn't. Then we have Kazuchika Okada versus Sonata. Singles match for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship of the World. This will be a really good match, but I have to think that Okada will retain. Yeah, I think Okada will retain too. Um, but this is a strong King of Pro Wrestling lineup with five. It, it looks like a good match. This looks like a good lineup, though. Yes. Uh, what did they main event with last year? Um, oh, they main event with the triple threat. Koto Bougie, Koto Bougie, Kenny Omega, and Cody. And then in 2017, they main evented with... With Okada versus Evil. I know Sonata had a title challenge. This is like Sonata's second title challenge. Mm. Um, But, picks of the week for college football. And NFL. Alright, so, college football... It, it would be there's some good matchups this week. This will be the cell managers to beat up on Sparty. Sparty's not a, a bad defense. They really aren't. Their offense just isn't good enough to keep up with them. So might that be an easy layout to 
saying for my boys at Penn State at Iowa. I was the the atmosphere and the environment is challenging. I don't think the team is. I don't think Iowa's offense is good enough. That's a pretty good defense. Pretty good. I don't think speed wise they can keep up with Penn State. I really don't. Which is why I think it will be a, a closer game. I think the game will stay relatively close. But ultimately, I think it'll be too much Penn State, too much speed. Penn State will eventually pull away late. So I think that's how we get it done. Your boys versus the Irish. Or versus the Trojans. Your boys are the Irish. Um, my reaction is defensive line needs to probably third string quarterback of USA. And both need to be more con- a little bit more consistent with the ball. We got uh, mm. green last week. We covered, but yeah, you got uh, to cover that. That massive spread, forty-five and a half. Yeah, we covered. And you won what? Fifty-two to nothing. Fifty-two to nothing. But my pick this week will go. Quarter will cover the thirty-point mm. spread at Death Valley. Okay. So you think it's a close game between Florida and LSU? Close game, yeah. Mm, okay. Florida played against Auburn really impressing. I I didn't like Florida at all. I still kinda don't, but I will give them respect. They they are they put in they were the better team against Auburn. They really were. So I gotta give Florida gotta give the Gators respect for that. Good win. Good yeah, win, Gators. For for um for for the NFL. We go to one o'clock. We go to your boys. Miami okay. Dolphins and Washington Deadskins. Um, tank bowl number two of the year. Yes, uh, this is the. And I will say, and as I've said on my sports on page, uh, they, I, I think I, the fact that the Dolphins are, are 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 the underdog here, I don't buy it. I, I get it. Miami's played terrible. They've been awful this year. They've been the worst team in the league this year. But at least Miami has some sort of direction and cohesion. I see none of that with the Redskins. You just fire their coach and they switch back to Case Keenum. I, I see no direction. I see no no. What's your point, Washington? What are you trying to do? And then Bill Callahan, who's not who's pretty incompetent himself as a coach. He literally just, he literally said his career he had one the, the, the dumbest team in football to lead. I don't like this at all for the Redskins. I don't. And Miami's had two weeks to prepare for this. I don't like this at all for Washington. I think Miami should be favored, and Miami wins the game. But my my lock of the week, or my pick of the week, is going to be – it's it's tough, but I'm actually going to go to Arrowhead. I love this game between the Chiefs and Texans. I think it will be highly entertaining from start to finish. I'm going Kansas City. I think it will be a really good game. I'm expecting a lot of points. I'm going to I'm gonna be bold here. With uh, picking the Chiefs over a good Texan team, I'm going to take Kansas City. I was looking at that game picking Houston um, to cover. Mm. Okay. And and so, Fields Browns, I'm going up on that over under. I see the Fields If I had to pick a, if I had to pick like like, a, like an over under thing, that Oklahoma and Texas to me. 76 is too low. I, I think both teams can get in the 40s easy. But with the uh, 
with OU and Texas. I can think OU wins the game, but I can think I think both teams get in the forties easy. Yes. Yes. So, so that's our mini sports segment, and and Twitter.com slash beastmike is where you can find me. Um, watching the uh, currently watching the Patriots game with the Giants. It's twenty one fourteen. Uh, New England actually struggling against the Giants somewhat. Also, the Astros Yankees are going to run it back in the ALCS. Astros get it done. They win six to one. Dodgers, I'm I'm disappointed in you after choking that hard uh, yesterday. And Cardinals, you did what you did to Atlanta. Necessary. Good job. There's your final four. Cardinals and, and Nats. I got Nats in six. Astros and Yankees. I got Yankees in. I got Astros in seven. And the, Astros, and the Astros get it done in six against the Nats to win the title. And then I, I had winning the Nats against the Nats. Five. Otherwise, I will be at. I'll be producing for the hockey game, uh, Penn State's hockey game against Sacred Heart on Saturday. Not the Friday one. I'll be do, producing Saturday. I may go to the Friday one. We'll see. But yes, I'll be out in time, and yes, I'll be watching the college football that will happen throughout the day, and we'll be out in time before Penn State plays Iowa on Saturday night. So I will certainly be, I will have my ears to the streets and my ears glued, and my eyes glued to my iPad as I watch everything go down. Um, DJ D. Coots wrestle on Twitter. You can hear my ring. And DJ D. music. Um, Epic Corn Section podcast on wherever podcasts can be found. And, and, and yeah. And you can listen to the great shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. I know there was new Keeping the Strong style that was pretty good. And then nice. One Radio. The, and we're fortunate to be a part of that now. So. Yep, love the group chat that we had on, on uh, After Hell in a Cell. <laughs> the instant reaction was straight on absolute fire. And I love them, all the boys that got involved with the, with the group chat that we had after Hell in a Cell. That, that was absolute fire. <laughs> that was so hilarious. Yeah, that was absolute fire. So good job to the boys uh, there. We, 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 joined, we joined in maybe like five minutes into it because you were at there. You absolutely spazzed on, on the Bray Wyatt on the the Fiend Seth Rollins match, but yeah, that was that was fun. That was a whole lot of fun. Oh yeah, the observer rating for that negative two stars. Uh, that, that's considering how it ended. I completely understand. I'm not well, even as a page. Pages just turn the ball over on downs. Okay, Pages are actually like they're only winning because of a block punt. The Giants canceled that out with a fumble return for a touchdown. So it's Giants are gonna get the ball. Yeah. Interesting. So, until next week, I am PDD Hoops for Beast Mike. This was Getting the Rage. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets 
if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.